episode 18 or a special episode 18 midweek episode 18 not really midweek though it's the end of the week it's the end of the week but uh i don't know we just had to spur the moment we felt like doing a podcast about do christians need to debate the bible mm-hmm. i have some feelings on this i personally believe Wait, wait, wait. Let's backtrack. So where did this kind of come from? Why you... Where did this kind of come from? This, I guess it came from just... Number one, I used to be that type of person. It felt like, you know, we should be arguing the point of the validity of our faith and the validity of Christ and God and proving to people what we feel they are trying very hard to disprove. Mm-hmm. As if they're disproving it, it's going to destroy the work of God or destroy people's ability to have faith in God. Mm. And so once I came to this point, now I look and I see people are constantly arguing. There's constantly these arguments from multiple sources. Uh, the people who are atheists they are very adamant and they're constantly arguing with quote unquote Christians who most of them are of the evangelical sort. Mm-hmm. Then you have the scientists. And scientists are, uh, or people who are pro-science, whatever that means, because I'm pro-science as well. <laughs> but those, well, it's more like environmental related these days. Creationists, yeah. pe- people, who, uh, people who believe that, you know, the, the civilization began almost 200-something million years ago as opposed to however many years the Bible it's supposed to predate or date civilization. And I just feel like it's such a, a deviation from what the work should be. You know, I, I feel like when Christ came, he didn't spend his time trying to prove who he was to people. He said, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh unto you. He he was in a, a type of framework of building and rewarding and connecting with faith more than trying to make faith facts Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's where it came from and and, you know you you, i see it from a certain section of christianity but i also see it in the black church there's a there's a quite a bit of people who feel like they have to argue with people about things and you know there's conversations about tithing there's conversations about shouting there's conversations about all this stuff and you know, I don't want to get into arguing with people. And I want to share this with people. So as as if you're a young believer, a middle to road believer or veteran in the faith, so to speak, mm-hmm. you don't have to focus your energies that way. Yeah, I think the only re- time it comes up for me is when you talk to people of other religions and they try to kind of try to push theirs on you. That's kind of the only form that I've ever done any type of semi-debating yeah because it's it's more of me just explaining what i believe like that's all i'm when i'm arguing with somebody like it's always just like well what i believe and it's okay to have a discourse right and people want to tell you how what they believe and their viewpoints on things and the way they understand things and then you're sharing the way you understand right that's a discourse right but honestly if um trying to have that conversation in hopes to cause them to change change the way they think to to be the way you think you've already missed the mark Mm -hmm. as believers we are seeking the loss 
the lost person is a person not who is feels found, but feels lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we're looking for people and we're connecting with people who are like us, who were having at a crisis, a, a crisis of faith. I like to say they were stuck between the world of fact and faith. Because God is a matter of faith. Not a matter of fact. Not a matter of fact. But to play devil's advocate, what about people who say like, they are lost, but maybe they don't know they are, you know, and they feel like this is their, like... They come with time. Mm-hmm. Those people come with time. I, I just feel like I used to be the type of person who couldn't wait to grow up and make my own decisions because I would make the decision that I didn't want to be a Christian because I didn't believe in it. Do you know what I'm saying? At that point in my life, there's nothing anyone could have said, and many people tried to sway me any other way. It took time. And I think that's part of our job as believers is to encourage people, support them, love them, Mm -hmm. but be patient in that. Right. And you let patience have its perfect work. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like love and patience are our proof of God. They're our proof of concept. The Bible says you will know they're Christians by their love, Mm -hmm. not by their ability to debate, Mm -hmm. by their ability to argue the facts. And they use scriptures like, have a ready word or study to show thyself approved. A workman need if not be ashamed. It, it, I will not be ashamed of the gospel. They think that uh, showing that they're not ashamed of the gospel is shouting it at the t- loudest decibel they can do it and arguing with anybody who speaks anything contrary to God. And he tells us in, in his word, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? We wrestle against things that are unseen. And how do you deal with the unseen? You deal with the unseen in love, in prayer, in fasting. And I feel like this topic comes up more now, especially with politics, with who's in office and their beliefs and how like these individual issues are all based on religion. Really, And it's based off of um, an amalgamation of horrible doctrine of fear of insecurities that masquerade as Christianity, mm. but it is so not Christianity. Mm. It's not Christianity, but even in my vehement, you know, view of that, that to the point where I want to argue sometimes with evangelicals who have such a hatred stance and don't operate in love and don't understand that you, you don't have to be inclusionary to be a lover mm. of man. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be accepting to be a lover of man. I can be patient. And they see our patience as acceptance. Yeah. Because for them, like, especially if you talk about subjects like abortion and stuff, they're thinking about you're killing innocent babies. Like, yeah, yeah. They see you as the enemy. So how do you, yeah, so how do you love something like that? And I feel when like you that's where see the, things as a hostile, mm-hmm. it takes on a, uh, a radical viewpoint. Mm-hmm. It is a, a bit of terrorism like mentality. But so you don't see how that buildup has happened throughout the years. Has. Like seeing all these things happen has. has created these type of Christians. And, and even to the point where they sometimes say, well, Jesus was in the synagogues and he was debating and, and stuff. And, but Jesus was teaching. You know, you look in the Bible, it doesn't use the word it debate. It says that Jesus went in the, there and taught and he reasoned with them. He was a he was a prince of peace. Right. 
the Prince of Peace is not going to leave confusion in its wake. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Everything that we do, there are people who are going to ask you questions. Yeah. And you have to have answers. And your answers should never be incendiary. They should never be uh, fueled to, to incite anger yeah. and, and wrath. It or should, they won't even always be politically correct. Even. Absolutely. Like. <laughs> they may not be. But if everything is done in love, in a true love, not a love in where we're saying it's love. And, you know, sometimes you got to give people tough love. No, what I'm saying is in love in the sense that you only do what your father says for you to do because you love him. That is God's love. Mm-hmm. That's how Christ was. He only spoke what his father told him to speak because he loved his father. Yeah. If you love God, you will only speak what he tells you, even in the midst of com- you know, trying to convey the truth mm. or interacting with people. Our obedience should be first and foremost on our checklist, not I'm going to make sure I study. So I, I got the right words for these dudes and I'm going to shut them down when I get to the barbershop or I'm, you know, the next time I see that Jehovah Witness, I'm going to make sure she knows she's going to hell if she don't wake up. No, you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. Our job is not to debate, but to love. Our job is to teach, to edify, to build one up, to comfort. Mm hmm. These words have nothing to do with debate. Because yeah. everything that people follow, like outside of what we follow, I feel like it comes to an end. Like it has an expiration date. And when that happens, it's important that we're there to kind of pick up the pieces Absolutely. and share there, that there, love. There's an air and a confidence and a patience that the people of God should have mm. if they truly believe that this is the way. Yep. Not a way. If you truly believe that this is the way, then you will let people travel the path of their life until they come to realize there is only one way. Yep. You're being patient. Yeah. That. When you act all like sporadic and all like they got to change. When you act like that, it almost makes it seem like, like, do you really believe it? Yeah. Like, or are you trying to convince yourself? It is. And this turns into an argument about, I mean, uh, argue, this turns to a conversation about witnessing and ministering but i know eventually at one point we'll do a podcast about that but you know you can't quote unquote win people to christ when you make it about win (laughs) Mm -hmm. when it's about a winner and a loser then it's a competitor or when it's about w-h-e-n win because you can't make it like it's about it need to happen now like it's just it's just you sharing (laughs) What you know, and right. th- it ends there. And it's, it ends there. If you have a confidence about the truth, which is only the truth because it is founded not in fact, but in faith. faith. Mm-hmm. That's what <laughs> He is the truth to us because we believe he's the truth. Mm-hmm. Not because it is proven that he is the truth and not that it needs to be proven. And whenever people say that, like, you know, I have proof. God is real. Yeah. Please, what is they'll, your proof? They'll show artifacts from Noah's Ark and Jesus's. I, I just heard somebody say, I got proof that God is real uh, because you don't know what happens when we die. Right. That, that, that tells me that, yes, there is an unknown called death and it takes us to an unknown place. And for a lot of people, it is unknown. And because it can't be proven, as to what happens and where where it happens and why it happens, 
they they rely on that uncertainty more than their faith mm. to believe in God. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. If that's how you want to That's the way they want to live. Yeah. They won't live that way long. Yeah. Because I have faith that the realities of life will draw everyone to a conclusion. Yep. When they're drawn to that conclusion is the thing. Mm-hmm. He said he's the way, the truth, and the light. What is he saying? I am the conclusion. <laughs> And that conclusion will draw all men to him. Yeah. He will. Mm-hmm. So once they draw to that conclusion, I want to be there. I want them to remember that I was a real Christian who loved me even when I was ignorant, even when I thought I knew the way, even when I uh, was proud, and even when I was committed to what I thought was true. Yep. They love me. Now that I'm on the I've drawn to that conclusion. Mm. I can count on them to love me more. Amen. What's all the people who was arguing and snapping and debating at people? Once they come over and see the light, they gonna want. They don't want nothing to do with you. Exactly. Yeah, because I I'm at church now, but you stay away not, from not me. wherever you can. Now, I don't want nobody. Mm-hmm. You no at part. church now? I guess. Amen. We wanna. You didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. You didn't. If it was left up to you, I wouldn't be a Christian. Yeah. Because you want to argue with me, silliness. Yep. And I'm gonna tell you this. I'm not even just talking about people who don't believe in God. I'm talking about people who have a weird or perverted yeah. view. Of the truth I mean, you of could God. go down the list. I mean, you have people who think it's the white man's religion. I mean, we can go on and I'm, on. It's yeah, so but many. I'm talking about even people who are practicing Christians, mm-hmm. or at least they oh, okay. think they are, but they have a wrong mm, doctrine. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? They have they operate in an incorrect way. Mm-hmm. Even with those people, we have to be patient. Yeah. There's people who don't even believe that they should have to go to church. There's people that don't believe that they should have to read or study or operate their life in a in a certain behavioral yeah. way that's that form of godliness that yeah. God, yeah but but even with those people we have to take a step back and say you know what i'm gonna love you anyway and when you have questions i'll share the truth and when you open yourself up and say i want to know this or that i'll share but only in love only in and love. with the very patience that understands that every word that i say that my father tells me to say it is a seed that will produce a fruit. Amen. I don't have to. It, it, people, when people, and it, they don't even have to get it immediately. They don't. Like, they don't. Like, it still may go over their head. You just, you just <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. Like, it, the thing is, is, like, when you're debating, you don't even know how to end a conversation. Mm-mm. Because the whole goal for you was to change their mind. And since their mind is not being changed, just two hours later. And y'all still like, I see what you're saying, but what I'm saying, though. <laughs> Listen, nobody's going to change their mind because we're all operating from belief. Mm-hmm. Even with facts or mm. supposed facts, yep. it's still a level of belief there. The question is, what do you have faith in? Yep. I have faith in God. You have faith in facts. I can't swerve your faith. You, you wouldn't be much of a faithful person to that if your convictions didn't hold you true to them. Yeah. I'm always weary of people who are easily swayed. Yeah. I want people to have a conviction, even if your conviction is against mine. Yeah. Stand on that conviction. Be a man about it. Be a woman about it. Believe in it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't talk to you. Every time I talk to you, I get confused. 
Bro, <laughs> it's because before you talked to me, you already was confused because you don't have a conviction. Mm-hmm. Confusion and conviction. Believe we talked about this in the podcast before, but confusion, conviction cannot coexist. Mm-hmm. It just can't. As believers, we have to move past confusion to conviction. And when we have conviction, our conversation should show it. Mm-hmm. I feel people debate out of insecurity. Yeah. Because they feel like if you you just might be right and they just not sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, when I talk to people all the time and I'm like, everything I'm saying, this is not up for debate. That's the word. Like. This is the word that I believe in. Mm-hmm. I believe in it passionately. I'll share it with you. If you don't hear anything that resonates with you, God bless you. I'll even listen to you. But everything I'm listening to is only to help me understand who you are and what I need to pray for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm a listener, too. I'm not one of those people that's like, uh, you, if you ain't talking what I'm talking, you know, I, so when the time calls for it, I'll sit and listen and hear people out. Especially if those people are talking, but they are talking to gain understanding. Some people know they wrong and they just want you just to, for argument's sake. They want you to hear them out. And try to help them come to an understanding. Those people can benefit from a conversation. Mm-hmm. But the person who's already has their mindset, why am I taking my mindset and clashing with your mindset mm-hmm. when your mind is set? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think for for us, it's, it's important to understand that believers should not be debating. We don't have to debate with the atheists. <laughs> If he doesn't believe there's a God. And the sad part is they do a bad job anyway. It's like, don't, you shouldn't be doing it. Like anytime I've seen like even Christians debate with scientists like Bill Nye and all of that. I'm just like, just stop. It's so just, unfortunate. It's, it's just stop. It's so unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Because you're taking, you're taking something that can be disproven and trying to prove it. When it can be proven through faith. That's it what it's about. It can only be proven through faith. So it, that's what the Bible says. To the natural man, all things are natural. natural. So I cannot prove something spiritual to, to a, a natural, natural. person. Mm-hmm. I can't. Nobody can. If, you if can't. If Bill Maher, you know what I'm saying, is saying that he's an atheist and doesn't believe in God, his mind is already set in a way with these spiritual things that I'm speaking, they will never resonate to him. Nope. Not at this time. Nope. That man has to, he has to humble his mind. He has to change his mind. I don't change minds. No. It's another thing, Christians, we don't change minds. And like you said, power. not only do we have that power, but we are so ill-equipped to battle them in their arena, like mm-hmm. you just said. It, it, it's unfortunate to hear people who are not studied and learned in the factual things of science trying to talk about, well, you know, that dinosaur bone right there, like there was a YouTube, but the lady was like, the, the fossil bones were created by Satan to disprove God. Huh? See, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. And you on YouTube and you spreading this rhetoric that, that makes Christians look crazy? Or even... Not to go there, but with the end of the world stuff, when Christians go too far with describing that stuff, I just be like, you got to chill. Like You, you got to chill. <laughs> you you got to chill. I, we, we could talk about that for a, a little bit of the time, too, because for me, it's, it's very disconcerting because our focus should be on 
as the scripture says. Let me use the scripture first and then pose it and then put it. The scripture says that we should work while it is day. Mm-hmm. That when it is night, no man will work. What is he talking about? He's saying there is a time on earth where we are to work. We are to work by the sweat of our brow to do what? To spread the word of God and help people understand faith, be built in it, and live by it. Mm-hmm. But then there's going to come a time where those days are done. And in that time, there's no more working. If I'm supposed to be at work, but I'm spending my time talking about what I'm going to do at night, yep. then I already then messed up. Mm-hmm. He said it's daytime, it's work time. My conversation about the Bible will always be towards the work of Christ and helping people understand and grow in that faith. My conversation won't be about what's going to happen at night because if I'm talking about what's happening at night, then I'm not working. Mm -hmm. And so when people want to talk about... And you're invoking fear too. And you're invoking fear and all types of things. Uh, If people want to talk about the rapture and revelation and they have questions about it, then be studied in it and learn it. Mm-hmm. If you want to give people edification, understanding, but I think that your teaching of that should go no further than letting them understand something going to happen. And in order for you to not worry about the bad part that's going to happen, let's talk about that life. Let's talk about <laughs> this life yeah. and how you can live a, an abundant life mm-hmm. that makes it so, as the scripture said in our fear episode, you can stand at judgment with confidence and boldness. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's unfortunate that Christians want to say this stuff purely with the motivation of fear, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the unfortunate part. It's like, you ain't talking about the rapture because you really want to know. You're talking about it because you want to scare people. You think you can scare them straight or scare them into Christ. <laughs> and God's device of drawing us is love. If you draw us by anything but love, it's not going to sustain itself. Because nobody's going to be thinking about the rapture when they listen to Anita Baker's Rapture of Love. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the weird part is that, like you were saying, this the end of days or the apocalypse and things is people struggle with it. But I honestly believe that our attention should be focused on how we can live on this earth and preparing ourselves for the life to come instead of talking about it. We're not doomsday preppers. No. Do you know what I'm saying? That's not what a Christian is. A Christian is a, a, a light in this world, not hiding and being afraid and calling themselves living a certain way to prepare for what's to come. Right. That's going to be given if you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing here that involves loving people, comforting them, helping the lost, the sick, the left out, the least. When you're doing these things, you're operating in a way that supersedes any fear or any misinformation about things that, honestly, church folks don't have no clue. You know what I'm saying? You go from the movies like Left Behind and every other (laughs) movie like that. It's like, at the end of the day, let's focus on what matters. And, you know, even with debating, let's focus on what matters. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what matters. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Let's this, talk about life. Let's talk this is about why it, I, I feel it's why um, the church has gotten such a black eye as well is that, you know, there's a certain part of the church that feels like, 
We aren't even talking about the social issues. And so they want to debate you on social issues, mm-hmm. too. And they're yeah. like, you know, there's there's girls that are missing. There's black men that are dying. And you church people, you're sitting around and you're, you're arguing about this and you're trying to manipulate us for ties and stuff. Our job is not to argue the validity of the Christian to people who don't care. Yeah. Our job is not to prove to anybody that we care or that we are trying to help. Yeah. And people say, where is the church? You know what? You're right. Where is the church? <laughs> In these social issues. On where? these social issues, where is the church? You're right. But what you're not going to do is catch me sitting and trying to prove something to you. Right. The Christian's job is not to prove to anybody. Not to any man. <laughs> to Not to any man that we care, that we're active, that we're socially conscious. I'm more than socially conscious. I'm spiritually, spiritually conscious. conscious. Yep. Just like Jesus said, I'm here to do my father's business. Yes. And I care about the whole of a man. Not after somebody put a hole in him. But the whole of a man. Do you know what I'm saying? Whether these men died or whether they were alive, my concern is where was their life? Where was their their soul positioned? Those things matter. And they're not going to matter to you. That's why everybody got to stay in their lane. If you you feel like you're socially conscious and you out here picketing and you're an activist and you're fighting on the behalf of their, their civil rights, then good. But as a believer... I don't have to prove anything to you. I know what job I'm supposed to do. And I'm not, I'm, while uh, I care about people's civil rights, I also care about their spiritual rights. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like it's the reason why they're in the position now because it's when you, they've been there in those arenas so often right. in the black church. And then when they, things go wrong and go out of control, it's like, where are they at? Where, where are they, they at? at right now? Because they constantly put themselves in places they don't belong ill-equipped to yeah. handle it and so that when things pop off and you aren't fit to really make a difference it exposes you for being ill-equipped yeah do you know what i'm saying we have a job yep do you know what i'm saying and so, we do need to step it up and like, we do need to step it up there are certain things that are you can't ex- expect the church to fix the flint water crisis no but the church should be helping yes provide water and things that are needed mm-hmm. as much as they can do you know what I'm saying? The church is not the government. The church is it is, is not in battle with the government. Mm-hmm. The church has an ob- obligation, whether here or abroad, to help those who are in need. Yep. And as that, God leads As you. God leads yeah. them to. That, does, that makes us beyond socially conscious. That, mm-hmm. Like I said, that makes us spiritually conscious because we are operating not from any civil agenda. I don't care if, if everybody, if we lived in a perfect world where every person had those inalienable rights that we so love to talk about and everybody had the right to to the, the life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Let me tell you this. Just because America gives you the right to life, liberty and pursuit of happiness doesn't mean that you have access to the true life. To the true peace. The true liberty. In the true pursuit of happiness. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because let's flip it. White people supposedly have white privilege and have access to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but are consistently just as unhappy, just as bound, mm-hmm. and just as lacking or deficient of life as we are in the spiritual 
round. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yep. While like, you got, I'll let other people focus on those con those words in the context of earthly understanding. Mm-hmm. But for the believer, there's another bill of rights. That's right. The word of God that says you have access to the true life, mm-hmm. true liberty. There you go. And the true pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. And guess who's going to fight for those rights? Your boy. <laughs> this believer right this here. This believer right here. Mm-hmm. It's going to fight. You can fight for those. And amen. Shout out to everybody who want to fight for those. But for me, I'm going to fight for your true rights. And it's cool you saying this because even with the title of the podcast, Black Lives Matter, I mean, you know, the spin on the spin on that. <laughs> we're saying real, that. real church matters. Real church it's matters. like we're, we're take, we're, we understand y'all got that. But we're going to bring it to where what we know about, what right. we live. Because even in the midst, if all of this po- political and civil unrest was not happening, mm-hmm. there will still be spiritual unrest mm-hmm. and has been since the beginning of time. Yep. That's why people have been seeking out answers, mm-hmm. even the atheists mm-hmm. or the Jehovah Witness or the Jew or the uh, whoever, Wiccan. <laughs> yeah, whoever they're all searching for an answer, mm-hmm. and guess who's gonna give it to them? God is one day, and we're trying to help them expedite that so that when they see His answer, they are part of His answer instead of confronted with the harsh truth yes. of being on the other side of His answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, we go on and on. We but. go on and on, but <laughs> it's thirty minutes, and uh, you know, just just wanted to share that with you. <laughs> Just a quick, we still going to have our one on Tuesday. That'll be uh, episode 19 and we out.